Hey everyone, this is Brutal, and I want to welcome you to a kind of unique episode of the House of Meth podcast. We are coming to you live from the gym. We had a little bit of a scheduling conflict and that I wasn't expecting, but it is tied into Cold Tuesday, and I promised you an episode and an episode you shall have. So don't mind some of the kind of random sounds today. It's going to be a little different than our usual fare, but I wanted to get you some content out there. And I think you'll enjoy today's podcast, what I have planned for you. Um, Today, we don't have any guests, so we're going to go with our normal kind of me discussing some of the topics. I'm going to introduce some of our new themes that I want to try to keep up through the week and some of the new features we're going to be adding over the next couple of weeks as we get this into a really interesting, hopefully exciting podcast for you guys. So without further ado, we're going to get into our first segment which every week will be HOM News, House of Meth News, and we're going to give you a few ideas on updates, things that we have coming, things that we're working on, and new features that the podcast has. So the number one thing I'm super excited about is we're going to be getting our full audio interface very soon, next one to two weeks, I think, and we should have a more standard schedule. I'm going to be trying to get an episode out to you guys every Tuesday. We may change that a little bit if we have some issues with guests. I have at least a couple of for sure's and a couple of maybes that will be coming on to the show. And if they have scheduling issues, obviously we might have to manipulate those release dates. But in general, I want you to remember that Tuesday is your House of Mirth day. Tied and tickled Tuesday. It's not hard to remember. Um, And yeah, so that's one thing I'm excited about trying to get a formal schedule out for you guys so that you can count on your fun content here. What else? Oh, so another thing, the new feature that we're going to be having is I'm going to be sharing on Insta, House of Mirth Pod, and on Twitter, Mirth House, um, a link where you can send in voice clips that I can use for Anchor to create content for the podcast. So what this is for essentially is going to be if you have questions, comments, topics you want discussed, right? If you want to be featured, um, all you have to do is follow that link, I believe, submit a quick voice clip, whether that's question, comment, anything that you want to see in the future, and we'll put it right in, we can put it right into the show through the Anchor app, which is what I'm using for the podcast right now. We may switch later on, but that's where we're at right at this moment. So that's a cool feature that's going to let you interact with me a little more until I figure out how to take live calls, things like that. Um, Like I said, we have some guests coming up. I think that's probably the most exciting thing. I know that everybody's going to want to hear, you know, more from other people besides me in the community and around. I think that everybody will be excited to see some of the guests that I do have coming on. Um, I have a good variety from both the BDSM, kink, and tickling community that I've reached out to, and we should have them on in the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping. Um, I will update social media with all the information as soon as we have any definitive guests for a definitive week. What else? So I think that kind of covers our news, right? Uh, New schedule, new audio equipment, new feature, and our contact info and we can get into our other segments. So, oh, another thing you can reach out if you have a segment you might be interested in having or seeing 
on the podcast in the future. We are still open to kind of, you know, I'd, I'd like to get it up to about an hour of time in general. So I would be love to have a little few more, a uh, few more feature segments that are kind of typical for the podcast. And I'd love to hear from you guys what would really be interesting for you to hear or see. All right. So without further ado, we're going to go into our first segment. This is a fun one. Instead of just doing a large episode on tools, which I want to kind of save until I have at least one other person to bounce ideas back and forth with, I wanted to introduce a new segment. We're going to call it Tool of the Week. We're just going to take a couple of minutes and talk about a tool that is maybe not, you know, the number one thing you think of, particularly when you think of tickling or maybe when you think of BDSM, depending on the context, but today's is a tickling tool. And this is one of my absolute favorites. If you like it, please reach out to me, especially if you've never tried this and you listen to the podcast and you think, oh, I'd like to try that. And you have a good bit of fun with it, good reaction with it. I'd love to hear from you because this is one of my favorite less known items. And it's not one that you see in your typical toolbox. So what it is, is a shaver trimmer. Now, you get one of those Remington little, um, little beard trimmers, the kind that, um, the portable kind. And no, we're not going to cut anybody. That's a whole different episode whole different kind of fun we we love it but we're not here for it right now no no what we're going to do is you're going to charge it up and then you're going to take the top piece and remove it okay once you remove the top piece what you're going to see is a little bronze ball on a little stem okay if you have one of these at home you probably already have this um, I don't know that it's every model. I can check into it, but I know that I have two at home and they do this. It's fabulous. So you have this little bronze ball with a little stem. It's what moves the blades when you have the detachable and retachable pieces, right? But we're going to leave that ball uncovered. And what you're going to do is you're going to use that ball as your tickling object, right? So I found personally, this is one of, even though I would not consider myself primarily a foot tickler, like I'm just kind of an all around general guy, but this among a couple of other tools is absolutely ideal for foot tickling specifically. And that's one thing I really love about it. It gets a reaction when a lot of other things won't because it has a really hard but fast Whereas like your electric toothbrush, your Pure Sonics, right? Those are soft and fast and they rotate and they move quickly and they're very soft. This is harder. This is a lot closer to a finger or something like that that's moving really quickly. It can be enhanced if you like oil or lotions and things like that. Um, you don't want to be too aggressive with this. It is metal and it does move with mechanical force, meaning like if you press it in, and really just jam it in there. It can, it can cause some pain. Um, it's not gonna cause any massive injury, right? Cause it's not that kind of thing. It's too small unless you're being really, really extreme with it. But it can definitely cause, you know, some, some 
real discomfort if you're not careful with it. So you're gonna to wanna to use it in that fashion where it's, you're looking for kind of, for me, what works is like a fingertip against the sole of the foot or under the toes kind of. Um, it can also work, it works good on the sides. It's a small area, so you know, you kind of have to work with an area that you can kind of attack with a small, small area. But yeah, somebody recommended this to me years ago and it has become probably the number one little known toy in my toy box, right? That you don't see every day, you don't see in a lot of videos, you don't see in a lot of, you know, photos, right? Like it's, it's something different. And for me, that's awesome. And it's really, and it also has that surprise factor, right? Like, whereas, say, you know, your typical items, your Lee kind of has a preconceived idea of them. Your submissive has a preconceived idea of them before they interact with them, right? This is something that's different, and it's different enough that I've found super successful for catching people off guard for getting good reactions. And I mean, it, it's definitely more on the heavier sadistic side. In my experience, you get really heavy, like crazy reactions with this particular toy. I suggest you try it out. If you haven't, I think you're gonna be really happy with it. And that's the kind of informative stuff we like to do. Let me know if you like it, right? Because that's what we're trying to do. Have some conversations introduce some new ideas to people that you may not have thought of before and share ideas as a community. Um, it can also be used in some more hardcore BDSM ways if you know if you're either here from that community or if you're wanting to look for that. Um, it, it works with like pressure points which we will talk about one extensively in its own episode but also another couple of tools that I have are pressure point oriented so that's a little teaser you can think about that in the near future but yeah so um, electric shaver take the top off a uh, little bowl usually on mine it's been bronze but I think in some of them it's silver 100% um, 10 out of 10 would recommend uh, it's probably the highest recommendation that I can give to a tool that isn't gonna be one that you absolutely already know like say an electric toothbrush right so there's your tool of the week. Give it a test and let us know what you think. I hope it enhances your play and brings you much fun or suffering depending on your side of the proverbial feather. The second part that I would like to discuss, the segment that I would like to get into is probably the mainstay if you will of the podcast I think it's going to be largely what the podcast is built around though of course in the future as we have guests on it will be built around their stories rather than mine uh, because one you're going to get to hear me every week and you'll get to hear them once so we would definitely want to get some contact with them but I'm going to go ahead and um go into another one of my favorite stories from my many years in this lifestyle and in this tickling community in general. Um, so we're going to call this segment Storytime. 
and today it'll be story time with Brutal, and other days it will be story time with other people. And other days you won't have to hear me getting a little bit out of breath from walking the track at the gym, but it is what it is. I figured you don't want to hear me sucking for air while I'm running the track, so we're going we're gonna to make do with where we're at today. So, um, this is, today's story is less about the hardcore BDSM scene tickling that is so, that was so prevalent in my last story, and it's definitely where most of my experience is, but what I wanted to talk about today is a kind of different story about one of my favorite aspects of tickling again, a different aspect, and that is your ability, its ability to bridge people from the vanilla or more vanilla world into our world in a way that I won't say it's impossible to do with hardcore stuff. I mean, we've all had people who've done it, who've been successful, who've, um, you know, had, had that uh, experience, but it's definitely harder, right? I think that it's very hard when you are talking to a new person, uh, particularly someone that is in the vanilla scene that hasn't really ever known anything about it, um, to get them into something, you know, hardcore. I mean, even bondage, just in general, when I've talked to people, is one of the, one of the big fears you find with vanilla partners and vanilla people. I cannot tell you the number of people that I've been like, uh, yeah, this is what I do, this is my interest, when we start talking and they're like, oh yeah, but I could never be tied up. Like, I can't give up control that way. I can't, like, it just makes me anxious and like, you know, are you gonna kill me, right? Kind of thing, like, and it's, you know, modern world. It's a somewhat reasonable fear and we don't typically think about it because it's not, you know, something that we experience in that way because we're used to it, but it's certainly reasonable. So I am, um, I tried vanilla dating for a little minute or dating out of the vanilla pool, if you will. Um, in general, it's not something I'd recommend. Um, I think it's difficult to set and manage expectations and it's difficult to find um, good partners that way simply because you know, they, they exist in a very different world for the most part, and they have very different, um, you know, very different just general views on everything than we typically have that are normal for us in our community. But if that's something you do or want to do, I have found and I have been successful with the fact that tickling is in its nature a little bit more innocent, you know. Yes, we've talked about how, right, some of the hardest core submissives and some of the hardest core switches I've ever known are like, you know, tickling is absolutely hard limit or very close to it, very extreme. And it is not something they want to get into, right? Or that they're very, very hesitant to get into. In the reverse scenario though, um, 
I think for vanilla people, it's looked at as, you know, a lot more innocent and a lot less scary than, say, you know, bondage or heavy corporal punishment or something. And that's becoming less true with the normalization that's going on these days. I think we have a lot more uh, media representation and general, you know, goodwill, if you will, where people are, you know, fairly positive about things. But there's still, of course, from the vanilla population, there's still that kind of negative connotation that is deeply attached. And one thing that I find with tickling is it doesn't tend to scare people. It doesn't tend to have, you know, that same kind of thing. So when I was telling someone during that vanilla period that I was interested in BDSM, one thing that I worked with was, okay, so here's an example, you know, because she's like, oh, that's whips and chains and stuff. I was like, no, no. All right, back from some technical difficulties. We're going to get that fixed and get to practice my editing a little bit. Um, But let's go ahead and finish that story. So we were talking about the, the nature of tickling in a vanilla context, making it a really good bridgeway. And so when I was trying some vanilla dating, and it would always come up somehow or other, right? Because it's such a fundamental part of who I am as a person that I don't think it ever didn't come up, right? So I was dating a girl from work, you know, and we kind of got to talking. And after BDSM came up, which it, you know, invariably does because it's kind of a part of my core nature, and, you know, I don't want to have a relationship that's based on, you know, not being honest and being straightforward about who I am, even if I'm kind of going outside of my normal comfort zone. Um, you know, the, the most typical reaction I got over and over was kind of fear, kind of a fear reaction, kind of a, it's, you know, whether it was that I kind of naturally was attracted to women with submissive qualities or what have you it wasn't ever oh god that's horrible I would never ever do that so much as like oh I've never done that so I'm really afraid of it you know is this like you know whips and chains are you gonna you know how hard you're gonna go with that paddle you know am I gonna be like all mocked up and and cut open and you know things like that um where the consent and my constant response was no you know think about like being tickled think about that kind of hysterical begging pleading you know needing it to stop you know you'll do whatever you need to do to make it stop right kind of thing that comes from that and understand that that is delving into the mental part of what we're doing and you know I had a lot of success over time that I did that with at least getting people to you know open their eyes and try not that every person that tried was like this is the best thing ever I had some but you know one example for story time was this young lady I was dating from work you know that we were like let's go ahead and try this and you know 
she wasn't really, you know, feeling comfortable with the bondage bit. She wasn't really feeling comfortable with the, you know, impact bit. But she was like, okay, well, we can try the tickling bit. And what happened was, you know, we got into, you know, a sort of scene like, you know, controlled sort of situation, but a, you know, a small scene where, you know, we were doing some wrestling and some, you know, fairly intense tickling. And the thing was, you know, kind of her natural reaction, especially because, you know, this was with a romantic partner, was to, you know, start pleading in a way that was highly sexual, right? Like, if you stop tickling me, I will do this and this and this and this, which she found super arousing, which was much more in her vanilla sexual idealization, you know, idea of how to interact with a partner. And it wasn't so hardcore that it made her uncomfortable. And I think that that is one of the many, you know, I'll harp on this, you know, forever because it's my thing, but that was one of the many examples of how tickling can be really great and really different than other, you know, kinds of kink and kinds of BDSM that might make people have different, you know, reactions. And, you know, we ended up doing quite a bit more play, getting into more um, hardcore stuff later, uh, before she moved away. And it came from that openness that came from tickling. And I thought that was super excellent. I was very, you know, it was a very good memorable experience and kind of brings back a story that I find to be generally positive. And so that's story time for this week. All right. So that brings us to our last segment for the week, which I think is going to be another interesting segment that we're going to have on quite often. And that is perhaps the segment that I'm most excited about that I am most interested to bring you and that I'm, I'm calling it I'm calling it kink link and what it's really about and it's you know going to mostly be tickling focused for now but I think there are some other ways it can go that'll be interesting as well um, and what it's about what the foundational idea is is that usually certain kinks and certain ideas are very very popular to go together, right? You have your your rope bondage and your impact play, for example, is, is you know, and then there are a thousand of these. And what I was interested in doing with you guys was exploring a couple of, you know, various ones that don't naturally seem to fit together, that don't have that kind of general connection that we're kind of used to and talk about that potential because one thing that a a good friend of mine has talked about a lot and that I'm a big believer in is that one of the worst things, one of the negative things that I don't like is boxes, right? It's her her terminology and I'm a big fan of it. is that like we don't need boxes. We don't always have to fit everything into these neat little boxes 
where we're going to do, you know, X, Y, Z, because X, Y, and Z go together. Or that we're going to, because we are X, Y, then we should do Z or like J or what have you. Um, I think that that's a generally simplistic view, not just of kink, but of life. And as such, I think that you can find a lot in looking at other, bo- you know, other things outside of the boxes, other different ideas that you haven't necessarily, you know, contemplated or thought about. And so that's why this segment's a super, super favorite of mine. And I have a good handful of ideas that I think we'll explore throughout the next few weeks. And if you like this segment and you have any ideas of your own where you're like, oh, well, what about these two things? I've really never heard of them, you know, together then please send us a little voice note or send me a message and we'll get that on the next show and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. And hopefully really soon we'll have the opportunity to be talking about it with guests, which will be even more fun. Um, but today, for our link up, the two things that I want to talk about, and this kind of goes with... This link-up will be about, specifically, tickling and humiliation. Humiliation is a kink that I hadn't really given a lot of exploration to, personally. I hadn't given a lot of credit to, personally. I had not explored a lot because coming from a BDSM world and a kink world, I had generally seen humiliation in this extreme, right, in this, uh, you know, degradation, you know, very extreme forms of humiliation that is a kink in and of itself. And that was not particularly what I was interested in, especially at the time. And so I don't think I gave it a very you know, very good examination, very fair chance. It wasn't something that I explored in, in detail. And so I would have never thought of humiliation in particular being bound up with tickling until this one partner. And what I found with her was that she was just very embarrassed by the absolute loss of control, the way that she had no no say over her body and also she didn't have control over you know her reactions in public and so with this specific partner who was mostly a vanilla partner which is what made it kind of interesting and, and fun to link in with our story is that you know with her it was not even so much the tickling itself but it was the public threat of it. The fact that at any time, you know, she could be put in a situation where she was gonna react in a certain way and she didn't have control over it in a way that she considered childish, that she considered, you know, unladylike. And so it was super, super intense positive reactions from two things that I would have never thought of really putting together. Which is, you know, in retrospect is kind of funny because when I talk about it, a lot of people are like, yeah, but you don't see, like if you, 
you know, one of the problems with boxes is that if you go on FET, if you go on a different site and you look at like humiliation, you're not going to see any written subject relating to or talking about tickling because it's, you know, separate. And that's kind of the thing, right, if you will. It's that it is very separate. And I don't think it has to be. I think that there's a lot of coolness to the idea of bringing things together. And this was just my kind of bring together for you. Um, because over time with this particular partner, it became quite the game. It became quite the thing that we were doing. You know, there was this constant threat, constant fear. But with her, it was less fear. Which fear is a very typical one we'll probably talk about. But with her, it was much less fear and it was more embarrassment. It was more a humiliation thing that she got really excited by. And, you know, the public aspect as well. Um, but yeah, I think that, like, that's something that I really want to, in general, bring into the podcast and think about. But, and I want to talk to you guys about it. And as we have more guests, I'll talk to them about it. But I think it's a really exciting space that is, by the nature of boxes and by the nature of limitations, it is something that doesn't get brought up, doesn't get looked at, doesn't get explored in the same typical fashion. And like I said, it was one of those things where not only, not only did the uh, one you know, fuel the other. And what I mean by that is that this specific partner found tickling very embarrassing, very humiliating, and was aroused by that because she didn't know she was, you know, turned on by being humiliated. It was also the work the other way. You know, she was not the most ticklish person I've worked with, the most ticklish person I've seen with or, you know, the most ticklish partner I've had. But her knowledge that it was going to be humiliating, that it was going to be embarrassing, that it was going to take away her control, take away her composure, put her in those positions, was something that she really, like, it made her reactions way more extreme than they could have been. So, yeah, another little something that if you feel like exploring some interesting things that might be something worth exploring depending on your partner depending on your style and again if you have any success with it if you try it out or if you talk to somebody about it then you know drop in and tell me because that's really one of the big things that I am aiming to do here is to build that community build that connection build that you know all of that um that pack, right, that, that, for me, that's, that's how I view it, is building that pack of people that really want to, you know, delve into this and learn about it and talk about it and make it something, you know, unique and interesting. And I hope that I'm bringing something to that. And I hope that I continue to bring something to that. And I've rambled on enough for today. Like I said, this was a bit of an unusual cast. Um, it's chopped up, it's the first one I've had that's chopped up in segments. We were like on location at the gym, so things were all a little crazy and definitely not, you know, what you can expect. But I wanted to come on with this cast in particular to show that, like, I want you to be able to count on 
you know, when I when we have release dates, I want you to be able to count on coming in and finding those release dates and expecting to be able to sit down with a nice cast. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you really consider all the interactive tools that we're adding, and I hope to add more. And as we do, I hope that you will come and interact. And because really what makes the Hustle Myth podcast awesome is going to be you guys. And it's going to be having the opportunity to interact with each one of you. And I look forward to that among, you know, above kind of all the, all the, all the rest. I look forward to being able to interact with you on social media and on the podcast itself. And I hope you have a great day. And I hope that you have, you know, that it's filled with fun and, of course, you know, more laughter than anyone deserves because you do deserve it. And this is Brutal with the House of Mirth podcast signing out. You will hear from us again next Tuesday if all goes according to plan. Peace, everyone.